0: Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait a second. Children of all ages. Isn't this short and explicit? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. We're going to be using a lot of adult normal words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed on the podcast are those of the hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Spinning Our Gears. I'm Turk. He was the captain of the first-ever Jamaican bobsled team, and together we're just a couple of cops spinning our gears. Swagger, what are you doing, man?
1: That was not an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> For several reasons. A, I'm not a bobsledder. B, I'm not Jamaican. And I'm not an Olympic athlete, so...
0: You're saying you didn't get get gold?
1: No, man. But you I didn't
0: flip the bobsled?
1: Uh, I would have. I would have 100% flipped the <laughs> bobsled, yes. I actually probably would have <laughs> fallen down face first on the ice going down the hill <laughs> and then holding on. You never on. would have made it in the bobsled? No, absolutely not. No. No <laughs> way,
0: man. Nope. Well, dude, it's been, has it been three weeks since we last did one of these?
1: Yeah, man. Dude, it's been, uh, it's been a while. Been busy. Yeah, it's been a
0: long time
1: trying to catch up on uh catch up on life playing living life and fast forward at the moment as you know so we'll we'll run those details by everybody later but it's been an (laughs) interesting yeah it's been an interesting last few weeks so but yeah been just working and hanging out with the family and getting shit done around the house so what about you man what have you been up to
0: it's been a lot of the same. I'm finally on a set shift. I'm not getting bounced around a bunch. So it's been a lot of yeah, working and coming home and seeing the family and repeating. And now we're here.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, man. The family time is important, though.
0: So. Absolutely, absolutely. It goes towards the it goes towards the mental health and like, for some of us the physical health also. You know, we don't we don't need our wives beating us up. No,
1: no. No, stay away from the domestic assaults, everybody.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope everyone can hear us pretty clearly. Uh, We've been doing a lot of research these past few weeks. I think it's kind of part of the reason we haven't put an episode out. And I think we've kind of finally got it locked down to a method that should make us sound a lot clearer.
1: Yeah, you're you're 100% going to take credit for this,
0: aren't you? Um... (laughs) I mean, I can.
1: Yeah, you should. I didn't do that. You did all the research. Well, I wasn't... You should have heard Yeah, I was going to say, it's not my, Trying to explain this it, whole thing to me.
0: <laughs> it's not my method, but it's my research, I guess.
1: I'm sitting over here we're, for like the per, you know the first, I don't know, 15 minutes that we're on, talking to each other, doing this new thing, trying to figure this whole thing out. I'm sitting over here just scratching my head. <laughs> and then we managed to set off the alarm in my house. I mean... Trying to find total parts. chaos. Yeah. Trying to find parts to piece this problem together. Oh,
0: epic! <laughs> hit the motion. To well, but here. like I said, hopefully it does sound better. And to kind of go with this, we, we thought this could help out just because sometimes we have that conflicting schedules and family things going on. We can't always get together to do an episode with this method, the way that we're doing it. I think things will work out where if swagger has got something on his mind, or if I got something on my mind, or if like something happens current event wise, One of us or both of us could do a recording. And if we do, if we both do a recording, say like a law changes or an officer involved incident takes place, we could just butt those up and that could be kind of cool to see each of our takes separately. Or like I said, if, you know, Swagger's pissed off about something, like maybe some two way gun rights and he wants to just do a, I don't want to call it a blog, but maybe just a rant he can do that and we'll get it uploaded. I don't think we'll call it a bonus episode, but we'll do something along those lines. I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool opportunity.
1: Yeah. And I've been, we've been looking into um, trying to add some stuff onto YouTube. I kind of changed up my YouTube channel, started adding that stuff in there and messing around with it. My YouTube channel that I'm using right now is literally just a uh, preliminary thing to try to see where our errors are in making certain things. So Hopefully the way we're doing this recording now, we'll be able to upload to YouTube, um, and put some things on that as well. And then maybe along the lines, if we want to go live ever and do an in-person show and the rest of the world knows who we are, we can just add it up to YouTube and, and take that route. But these are kind of the steps you have to take when doing a podcast after, you know, we've researched it and then hearing from other people who have done podcasts and what they've, they've known or done. So this is kind of one of those stepping stones. So hopefully this is going to work out, which I, think it is it's looking great so far at the moment
0: yeah and i'll have to be honest i have not had a second to even look at youtube like you have i kind of focused on this side of things hopefully we can get that collab together either have a joint account or mesh two together i'm not sure that's going to work out but i think it'll work just fine
1: yeah we'll get it we'll get it sorted out though i've been i've been uploading stuff on youtube for a little while just for like playing Warzone and whatever the nerd in me is coming out and uh just cause there's some cool shit, you know, that can take place while you're playing that game. But I was like, you know what? I got to right. share this with somebody. And like, got like a couple views, you know, it's like not a big deal, but,
0: <laughs> but, uh, well, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, but our wives got together and had almost got us doing a live recording this past week. We just weren't quite ready for that yet. They yeah, wanted yeah. to kind of do a collab with, uh, their Etsy, their Etsy groups. And then us, but just didn't pan out. It would have been cool, but
1: yeah, they were trying to talk, uh, my wife was trying to talk us into uh, doing something live at
0: like a farmers market. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh man, <clears throat> I thought it could have been a cool idea. But at the same time, are we ready for that? <laughs> do do? A, does, does anybody want to see our faces?
1: Well, probably not. <laughs> especially in the city of Icarus, if we wanted to do a farmers market over yeah. there.
0: <laughs> that yeah, I thought about that too. If someone were to pop in, and all of a sudden now we're we're caught. <laughs>
1: Or you, uh, or they come over and violate my First Amendment right? Oh man, <laughs> mm. Mm.
0: that's not something they would do, would it?
1: I don't think so. The majority of them no. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think the the frontline officers would not, but I think maybe some of the admin over there at Icarus might. Probably tell you what. The last three weeks, we haven't had a chance to catch up. Did you know that we got screwed over?
1: God, I don't know. Did we? How? Yeah,
0: we did. We got we got screwed over by a company that we thought was was with us. And the whole reason, they the way they screwed us over was they got me fucking addicted to their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, where's this going?
1: <laughs> I can no, feel the blood uh, vessel so <laughs> in my neck starting to <laughs> pulsate. Like, what are you talking about?
0: Just a little joke, little joke,
1: inside joke, everybody.
0: No, Risen Warrior Coffee is delicious. Obviously, we've we've been partnering with them for a little bit, but I may have a little bit of an addiction.
1: I'm sure you do. You're a huge coffee drinker, (laughs) and uh, and I'm just starting. I'm I'm just getting into the weeds of it. I've had uh, I've had a couple cups of it now. It's still good. My daughter is still my 14 year old is still on me to just let her, you know, brew her own. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Said, so, you know, I don't want you to get addicted to coffee at such a young age because <laughs> it is, it is. Well, I,
0: I figured out this little trick and it's kind of funny. because I used to make fun of an old lieutenant for doing this. He used to drink coffee as like a pre-workout. And I was like, what are you doing? Cause like for me, when I work out, I tend to burp maybe a little too much information, but I don't like having that taste of like coffee come up when I burp. But I figured out that if you take some of that dark roast from Risen Warrior and you mix in some of that pre-mixed protein, like chocolate milk, Mm -hmm. oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. It's like the perfect pre-workout and like protein inside of it and mellows it out for your whole workout. And then when you get back, you finish off the rest of it.
1: Oh, that sounds like relatively intense. (laughs) No,
0: it's, it's very good. It's very smooth. Very good.
1: I may have to try just it. Just a little. I think that's something. Just a little life venture on your own. <laughs> try it and see how it works well, for everybody.
0: Yeah, you gotta. I mean, you have to. It's trial and error. The nice thing is that their stuff is very reasonably priced, so you can afford to do that trial and error. But just a little life hack that I came up with. That's awesome. Yeah. I may I may give it if a you shot guys here. out there.
1: Well, I was just gonna say if you guys
0: out there have a little life hack with coffee. Go on over to www.spinningourgears.com, send us an email, let us know. But the only way that you're going to find out those life hacks is if you go to www.risenwarriorcoffee.com or reach out to any one of their socials. Check out the stuff they got going on there. It sounds like they've got some fall flavors coming out, which could be pretty good. Uh, don't forget to use code TURK and SWAGGER. That's TURK with the AND signed and SWAGGER. Don't spell it AND. And you get 10% off your first order. Yes. Yes. So, That's awesome. I did see if that, you post did, it, that
1: they're having uh, the fall stuff come out soon. They, they're like trying yeah. to they're trying to reel everybody back. There's it sounds like there's a lot of people that are uh, real excited for the fall. You know the pumpkin spice ordeal, right? <laughs> um, right. In coffee world, I've never had pumpkin spice. I don't know who has. I've heard it's delicious. I but not yeah. Me.
0: I eh, I'm not a big pumpkin guy. Oh really? No, just did not.
1: I get those pumpkin bars at the grocery store in the fall. Oh, ap- oh.
0: absolutely amazing. Oh. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> All right. But yeah, like I said, go to Risen Warrior Coffee, use code TURK and Swagger with the and sign. If you spell out and, if you spell out A and D, it's going to cost you three times as much. So make sure you use the and sign and you'll get 10% off your first order. Yes. That's it awesome. It won't really cost you three times as much, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. I think your math's a little off. <laughs> it might be. It might be a little off. I, I passed that post-test, though. Well,
1: yeah, did you?
0: <laughs> I at least got the 70% that it required right. to become a police officer. All right, there we go. <laughs> um, well, I guess I, I did want to touch on something real quick, turning to something a little more serious, kind of a little bit of irony in all this. I had literally just texted you the night before about kind of a show topic that I thought of, just kind of thinking about you know, the mentality of police officers today. And then also, ironically, I texted this person who's a close personal friend of you and me uh, the night before. And then the next morning, I woke up to a text message from him telling us that he would got involved in the shit. Yeah. And luckily, he's safe. Everyone went home safely. I'm not going to go in, into any more details. That's his story to tell, not ours. But I just wanted the guy to know, because I know that he listens to our podcast, that... Thinking of you. I'm proud of you, man. I love you. Keep staying strong.
1: Yeah, we love you. I hope uh, hope you're doing well. And if you need anything like we've we've said, just reach out to us, and, uh, and we'll show up, man. We'll drop everything for you.
0: Yep, hundred percent. So, uh, hopefully, this episode will help uh, kind of bring a sunny day for him, a little bright bright moment, a little little laughter. Yeah. And yeah, that's just hopefully we can do that for him.
1: What are we talking about? What are we going to talk about this week?
0: What are we going to talk about this week? Well, I figured we would talk about what to expect as a new officer going into the academy. So, is this going to be different than new boot goofin? Yeah, is. I think so. I feel like I feel like new boot goofin was kind of like FTO into like rookie phase. This is more you get picked up by a police department, they send you off to the academy to get certified. What are you gonna deal with when you go there?
1: Right. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Uh, you know, my experience coming from obviously the military and then going to, you know, boot camp there and then coming and doing law enforcement academy. I think we'll we'll be able to give you some tips and pointers on how to cheat the system, if you will, to make yeah. your to make it into your benefit while you're at the academy. Because it is it is difficult. There's, you know there's going to be some struggle at the at the beginning of it and some testing of your uh you know your mentality and and heart and character and so but uh but yeah you got to stay strong and push through it cuz you know nothing lasts forever
0: right right i think uh one of my friends told me he put it in perspective just kind of like the physical testing is like a half hour for the rest of your life the academy is you know what 12 weeks 15 weeks six months or whatever it is for the rest of your life. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if you can do that and get through it, then you got the whole rest of your life and the whole rest of your career to look forward to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's so. a really bright time of your life to, to get through something that's going to challenge you. And, and then at the end of the day, when you're done with it, you know, you got to get to get your badge pinned on and, and uh, hit the street and start your career in law enforcement. So obviously we'll probably touch base on kind of the different, law enforcement uh, academies, maybe in the state of Iowa. Um, but then also, you know, kind of comparing, you know, like public safety versus, you know, the the state academy. And most state academies or, I guess, public safety academies are relatively militaristic from my understanding to a point. Yeah. So we'll touch on that and kind of give you some options. We were actually just talking about this, me and my my new chief, Uh, We had a, we had an event, a community event the other day. Uh, We were talking to a couple officers that were in the like DNR water patrol and they are not certified police officers. They're just, you know, doing water patrol for the summer, like part-time or whatever. Kind of talking about, you know, venturing out and making sure that you ride along with every facet of law enforcement, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. local, state, uh, going to like DNR, going and checking out the county units, you know, maybe as much as you can with them and getting an understanding as to where you kind of fit in and where you want to be at and what you want to do. Cause they're all relatively different in their own way.
0: So are those water patrol guys, those kind of like, uh, like reserve deputies that we have here in Iowa.
1: Yeah. So it, uh, crazy. And it's, we were talking about it that, uh, they, uh, they have to use the verbal judo quite a bit cause they have no gun and they do have handcuffs and stuff like that, but they're, they're boat patrol. Um, they get out on the waterway and, and, uh, you know, and enforce, you know, boat, boat regulations, boat law, boating laws, but yeah, they're not, <laughs> some of them aren't armed. And so I was like, Jesus, you know, but they use yeah, the, use the verbal judo, I guess.
0: I have it on good authority that, uh, that those guys can affect arrests, and uh, if you interfere with an investigation, they can affect an arrest on you. Yeah, well, I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard that to be the case. <laughs> Even if you don't they believe not so. th- <laughs> They didn't need the academy, but they can pull that off. Yep. And so. that, will, that will stick with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a decade or more. <laughs> I, I think probably the best. <laughs> Probably the rest of your life. (laughs) Anywho, let's pop smoke. (laughs) Yeah, I think you mentioned it though. Most academies, from what I've seen, do have that kind of paramilit. Wow, I can't talk. That paramilitaristic style to them, and I think at least the one that we went to uh, definitely had that going on, or they at least tried to mimic that. But how was that for you compared to like actual military boot camp?
1: uh well i kind of got drawn you know i got the question got asked is who served in the military uh right off the bat and you know everybody who served in the military rose their hand and then the second question was who was a marine and i was the only one in my class that was so i got called out immediately uh for uniform inspection because they knew my shit was going to be on point (laughs) yeah so um and i shit you not dude I, I didn't want to get fucked with, so I wore my core frames from the Marine Corps, uh, which are yeah. like, you know, I mean, you know what those are if you work in, uh, if you're doing the, like, honor guard and stuff, you have the really dressy looking shoes, you know, or boots, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so that's what, that's what I wore for my first inspection, and the the, the instructor that was up there was in the DPS, instru- or he was a DPS, you know, a state trooper working at mm-hmm. the, the state academy now. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he is like, yeah, he goes next time. We're not going to wear those. We're going to polish those boots. damn it. You caught me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, if you've served in the military, they're definitely going to look at you for some leadership and direction. You know, everybody that was in my class that was in the military, uh, had a pretty well off time. I mean, it didn't matter what branch of service you were in. I don't think any of us really struggled. Um, so if you've done that, you know, it, you should be fine. If you haven't done that, you shouldn't have to worry too much either. I've seen guys who were pushing 50 years old, make it through that Academy. So, you know, it all, it is all just kind of the, the team morale and they're going to test you for the first few weeks and try to break you. Um, yeah. which is rightfully yep. so. Cause you know, life's tough sometimes.
0: Well, I think that like it, at least for my class that I went through, yeah, they tested you for a little bit, But then at one point we had a kid that was able to take time off of PT because he had blisters on his feet. Like, you're not going to see that in, like, the normal military. And I don't think you're going to see that in a lot of other police academies. Uh, Some of the stuff that I've seen is, like, there are some police academies in other states that, that literally take it as if it was a military boot camp. And you're arriving on a bus and the first, you know, you're going through inspections and PT right away or as soon as you get off that bus. The academy that we, we went to wasn't quite the same. It definitely was a little more laid back.
1: Right. Yeah, we were out. So <clears throat> when we were out in the field at the academy, we went to and that same instructor that I was talking about took me over to the DPS is uh, we were at, we were kind of doing like a felony stops over in that area. And he mm-hmm. in their little parking lot that they have. And uh, he took me over to the, the goal, you know, the yellow footprints that are out there on their their property grounds that they make all the the new recruits for the state patrol stand on well that's the same thing the marine corps does when you get off the bus in in san diego or paris island you got to stand on the yellow footprints it's like a you know it's a it's a world-renowned thing everybody knows that that's where your first steps are um, and you stand there at atten- you know the position of attention for relatively substantial amount of time waiting for everybody else to get off the bus but yeah he made me come over there and Stand on that. He's like, "Does this bring back memories to you?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" (laughs) Jesus, I'm gonna have
0: nightmares. Maybe Um, a little bit of PTSD.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Well,
0: (laughs) I think you know before we before we jump in too far, I think we should kind of explain. So, like like we're talking in our state in Iowa, there's different ways of going through the academy, Mm -hmm. and there's the DPS academy that Swagger was talking about. That's the State Patrol Academy. It's quite a bit longer than the State Academy. Which is what he and I went through. I think when I went through, it was 13 weeks. It might be up to like 16 now. Yeah, I think but it was it's actually one of the I went through. one of the shortest ones in the country. There's also what's called. I think it's like a satellite mini academy. So if you went through a certain college uh, and used went through their criminal justice program, if they're if they're qualified to do so. They can put on their own academy as well, which is usually like six or eight weeks, which is pretty, pretty, a short amount of t- uh, time. But because they viewed it as you going through that criminal justice program of being two years, they're they're looking at it as like having more training than someone just going straight to the academy. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but that's kind of how Iowa views it.
1: Right. Yeah it's it, it's um, different all around. So. <laughs>
0: It's out there where everything goes through their DPS. So even if you're going to be a local yokel sheriff, you have to go through their DPS Academy with the state state troopers. And I, th- I want to say that maybe Michigan and maybe Texas are work like that. I can't remember for sure the States that I saw, but some of them do work like that.
1: Yeah. That's is that, do you know if that, uh, the level of those academies are like the more militaristic versus like what we went at the, uh, the law enforcement academy we went through that it, I believe so okay so like yeah I'm not, I'm not saying that the law you know the law enforcement academy we went through didn't have that paramilitaristic ideology especially right off the beginning you know they're going to yell at mm-hmm. you they're going to try to break you um and there's nothing wrong with that but some of these academies they literally are going to do that to you the whole time And
0: you're not, you're not getting a break from day one to day end.
1: Right. You may get built back up like in the Marine Corps, you know, the first, the first two phases in the Marine Corps, especially Mm -hmm. the first phase in the Marine Corps, they literally break you down to nothing. Like talk shit about you, talk shit about your family, tell you, I mean, they tell you like your, you know, dear John issues, like your, your, you know, your girlfriend's back home banging somebody else. I mean, they try to play mind games (laughs) with you. I mean, I saw a dude, my, like the, my rackmate actually, I mean, he got fucking like choked out with like a war belt, like a belt. Oh like, shit. My, yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's a lot different. That shit doesn't happen at the academy we went to, you know, there's, they will yell at you. They will scream at you. They will put you, you know, to do push ups and all this other extra, extra physical exertion. Right. But, mm-hmm. but they're not going to put their hands on you or, or anything like that. So if, if. If you're in Iowa, you don't really have to concern yourself with that. I don't believe no. the DPS academy would do that either.
0: So I don't think so. I think I think really for me, I didn't really notice a lot of the yelling and screaming. There was the physical exertion and the the whole class needs to be loud, but I didn't see any of the like the beat down type stuff. Right. I think like you said, I think the State Patrol academy is going to be a lot more intensive. I know for a fact it's going to be a lot more intensive. One of the other things that I was going to mention, so like in Iowa, you can either be hired by an agency and go through the academy, or you can be sponsored by an agency, which just means some agency did some sort of background check and said that they would sponsor you to go to the academy, but you're paying for yourself. We actually had someone in the class adjacent to us that did that, that she paid her entire way through the academy and hopes to get a job. Um, I think that, well, I know for a fact there are some states out there where you have to pay for the academy, you have to sign up for it. It's kind of like your version of college, and then you go out and start applying. So you could be certified, but it doesn't mean shit until you get hired somewhere. There are other states where the only way to get in is you've been hired and they're putting you through it. So there is a little bit of a difference between one state to the other throughout the country.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is if you're getting into law enforcement and you're going to go to an academy, be prepared like nowadays in law enforcement, at least here in Iowa, to sign a contract because you get a lot of people at smaller agencies that will use that smaller agency to go to the academy. But then they literally will graduate the academy and go somewhere else. And it Mm -hmm. hurts, you know, it hurts a small community uh, that you're not sticking around to help them out when you just bounce ship because they just put all that money that they invested in you and then you just left. So a lot of these places yep. are putting people on contracts now. Uh, so that's something to look out for and you got to honor that. Otherwise you're going to end up paying it back. Or I have heard recently that one of the other options that some agencies are trying to do is if you went through the Academy and you were refusing to pay the money back because after you left that they're going to, you know, potentially try to decertify you, which I don't know if I agree with that. I think that that's a bit ridiculous and pretty much extreme, but.
0: Well, yeah, they pretty, they kind of have to have reasonable grounds to do so. They can't just say, you know, I guess the other thing that I would suggest is when it comes to those contracts, make sure that you're reading those things over and you know what you're signing up for. Yep. As it turns out, an agency is not allowed to sign you up for a contract that includes academy fees, and wages and uh, like insurance and stuff like that, that was covered throughout. For the most part, from my understanding, they can only charge you for the Academy fees. If you were to leave before that contract is up. Yeah. Um, that's actually something that I, the agency that I went through my first agency, they had a contract that they were including wages and everything like that. And it turns out that's unethical. Someone else took them to court and they lost and that got taken out for everyone, but just know, make sure that you know what you're signing when you sign it. It does not hurt to say, Hey, can I have someone look at this first? They might not, <laughs> I guess they might take away the job offer, but that might also tell you what you're signing up for.
1: Right? Well, and that's the thing. So they can't take your wages away from you. This is, I'm not an attorney. I'm not trying to be, I have talked to lots of attorneys, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, is that there is the fair labor standards act. I think is what it is. FLSA mm-hmm. or whatever that if you were working, they have to pay you the money. They cannot not pay you the money. So, right. um, But the academy fee itself is is money that they put forward to the city or to the, the training yep. for you. Yep. They can then require you to pay that back if it's a contract. But your wages, mm-hmm. absolutely not. So if that does happen to you or that did happen to you, I recommend you find a good labor law attorney and yep. sue the shit out of them.
0: Well, and so that was the issue with the my first agency was no one would take it to court because they just figured they would spend as much in attorney fees as they would on the contract. Someone must have left early enough that it was going to save them some money, and that ended up you know benefiting all of us. But one other thing that they can do is they can like I'm not sure if this is the same way in all other states, but in Iowa an agency has up to a year to send you to the Academy. Mm -hmm. So you could in theory be working for your agency for a year before going to the Academy and they can postpone that contract from starting until after you're back from the Academy. So you could sign up for a three year contract that doesn't start almost a year into your employment.
1: Right. So that's also something else to keep an eye out for. If that's the road you're going down, uh, in the, in that direction, Make sure you understand that before you go or before you sign anything for, you know, for that purpose, um, because that can't happen.
0: Yeah. Well, now that we've <laughs> we've covered the backstory for the academy, yeah, we I guess we, we covered, jump back into it. We covered the legality side of it. That's good. This is good. <laughs> you guys just got free uh free, free legal advice. So if you want to head over to our website and give us a donation, you can do that. (laughs) I'm trying to go to law school now. So if
1: anybody wants to pay my way through that, that'd be great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, just getting back on track with the whole academy side of things. Like, I remember my first day, I guess I went down the day before the academy started. They let you spend the night. No one had any idea what to expect. It's just a bunch of random people finding their, their dorms and their barracks and trying to get a couple hours of sleep before they wake up. But yeah, that first day it was Reveille at six o'clock in the morning and inspections by six thirty.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually was pretty fortunate because, uh, I didn't have anybody that I went to the Academy with that from, from our old agency, which is, I guess maybe rare. I don't know. Um, uh, but I go to that testing, you know, that physical fitness test to, you know, qualify that you can go through the academy right it's like a couple weeks prior to the academy starting or whatever i run into a dude i played little league baseball with who was going to be in my class i haven't seen the guy in like 10 years prior to that i'm like that's some small world shit yeah i'm like holy shit what are you doing here and then we end up in the same class i'm like that's fucking awesome so that was (laughs) good because at least i knew him you know but everybody else i had no clue who they were i had to meet you know meet new people so which is good because then you're kind of like going to college you know you Meet all these new people. It's network. I
0: remember look looking back on it, it's kinda of funny, but I remember being so nervous that first day, like what's gonna happen, what's gonna be involved and I think it was like within an hour they had us out like, you know, running friggin' two miles or three miles through snow and doing like sit ups and jumping jacks and push ups and shit in the snow and it was a little nerve wracking that first day, that that paramilitarist God dude, I can't say it. You'll get that it. paramilitaristic part of it. But yeah, looking back, wasn't that bad. I don't again, like we said, one foot in front of the other, you'll be fine and you'll get through it and then you'll be on to the rest of your life.
1: Yep. Yeah, just you know, I was just gonna say, you know, make sure that you're, you know, staying out of trouble at the academy. Mm-hmm. One one other story that I had about art my time there was and I hope that they listen to this freaking podcast, but one of the guys in our class got caught speeding on his way up the day of to be to class. You know they're running yep. behind, and got traffic yep. stopped by a state trooper. Um, And so we had it. He was doing you know a certain amount over the speed limit, but he was doing you know the, what the speed was that he was clocked at. We had to do a push up for, and it was like, oh yeah, dude. So it sucked, and it was on the interstate. Well, so, so. like, I
0: remember mm-hmm. getting the like the warning going down and this could just be like the blanket warning they gave everyone to try to scare them. But I was told like the, the police officers in the city where the Academy is at had like a zero tolerance policy. So like if you get pulled over, you will get ticketed and like, like they will call and and like let us know and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was true, but so I remember everyone being nervous and like doing 10 miles an hour under the speed limits. They didn't get pulled over.
1: It's a good scare tactic. Absolutely.
0: It absolutely is. Yeah. Where was I going with that? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> you you asked a the question, part, I guess. <laughs> I didn't even ask a question. <laughs> you asked where was I going with that? I said, I have no clue. Oh, I asked, Yeah. Oh, you're right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, that was part of it. It was, it was minor your P's and your Q's, which is obviously a good, a good thing to do. Don't go down there with a cocky attitude or a big head. Because oh, yeah. they will weed that shit out real quick.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we have seen a person who was at our old PD who was after both of us getting hired on there that had a really cocky attitude that that did not play out so well for him. So, and I bet you can trying think to
0: think of a, uh, I'm trying to think of which one it was. You'll figure it out. Uh. <laughs> did they make it through the academy?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Did not make it through the training.
0: That's part of the other part is we've, I've experienced some people that didn't, well, they either made it through the Academy and then got fired their first day on FTO or they didn't make it all the way through the Academy.
1: I had that dude ride with me for a ride along one time. And I swear to you, I wanted to hit like, if we had like an eject button on the seat, like (laughs) I wanted to hit that thing, like maybe an hour into that ride along. I was like, I have seven more hours with this
0: guy. Jesus. The, the ejecto Cito button. I know, dude, I know it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. uh, So getting back into it, I think one of the things that I took away was that it kind of reminded me, it was very similar to high school. Yeah. Like, especially with all the personalities you're going to deal with, you're going to make some friends, but then you're also going to have like, like that one guy that is just a complete kiss ass that thinks like, thinks kissing the instructor's asses is going to get them, like, extra points or something or, like, validate their life. And you just got to kind of put up with those guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so how, how big was your academy class? Um, I want to
0: say we had almost 30.
1: Okay. See, we, we were pretty small. We only had, like, 22 or 23, I think. And okay. And we, surprisingly enough, had a pretty good, humble class. I, I, yeah. I, I cannot think of anybody – that, uh, we had an issue, we had a problem child, uh, who we tried to tell the Academy, you know, like get rid of her. Um, yeah, she was causing all sorts of issues. And then like later on in life, after we cleared the Academy, she ended up getting arrested for you know Ooh. domestic. So yeah, we're like, ha, we told you. Cause you know, they wouldn't do it. And right. I'm like, you know, as police officers, you're supposed to be good judges of character, you know? And yeah. we, we knew the bullshit that she was doing right off the bat. We could read it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and it turned around and bit her in the ass, bit her agency in the ass and bit the Academy in the ass. So,
0: well, that is one thing though. You are going to run into some people that are just not cut out for the job. Right. And, you know, maybe they had a really good interview somewhere or maybe the agency was just that hard up for officers, but you don't want to be a dickhead to them and like ignore them the whole Academy. But you also don't want to like, I guess, you know, maybe some of them are good people and you can be friends with, but some of them you can tell are not there for the right reasons. And you're going to want to distance yourself from that because you don't want to start off your career associated with something like that, I guess is what I want to say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat>
0: so like, you know, having a train run on you in a bathroom. Oh, Jesus. Probably is an indicator that you shouldn't be a police officer.
1: No. Yeah, no, don't do that. That, that that's like <laughs> that's like rule number one when you get to the academy is is we're you know I think we're covering a lot of rules here today but rule number one is like don't do anything don't fornicate with anybody <laughs> you know uh, stay away from that and then and just don't do that and I think that is the first rule that is said to everybody there because it never turns out well for anybody and, right uh, I think. And,
0: I think I think they said that they said they how did they put it because so that like and I was gonna get into this a little bit later about like the different type of instructors you have there but the one that was like he was in charge even though he wasn't in charge was the firearms guy mm-hmm. and I think the way he put it that first day was like you're not in love you're just bored so right. keep your dick in your pants and so That's great advice like that was. That was rule one. And then rule two was you're going to break something here. Someone's going to get drunk and break it. Just report it. Don't try to cover it up.
1: Yeah. Well, do, let me ask you this. When you went through, because you went through a few years before I did, did you? Mm-hmm. Guys, were you guys still able to drink? Were there people able to drink alcohol down like, in the cafeteria area?
0: Um. No, I think it was supposed to all be off campus, which okay. was I so it was like to explain this to listeners not from Iowa, the Academy was on was it is that an army base or a National Guard base?
1: Yeah, I think it's a national guard base.
0: So like as long as you weren't on the Academy's strip of property, they could drink. Or they could go to the like the local bar that was like just down the road, but you couldn't drink at the Academy itself.
1: Right. And you only had like a couple of days a week that you got to leave base. At yeah. The that was the thing
0: too. Yep. That, yep. You, there was only like two days you could leave a week. It might have even been less than that. I can't remember for sure, but yeah, those were one of the rules that you weren't, you weren't allowed to go out even though people were still drinking. People were still acting a fool. We actually had an instructor that <laughs> was, was trading whiskey with other uh, classmates because like, you know what, they might've had some special whiskey from their area of Iowa, but yeah.
1: Well, somewhere along the lines prior to us, somebody fucked up the fact that you couldn't drink actually on the academy campus because apparently you could at one point. And there's like oh, ton- really. Yeah. And there's like been tons of stories that I've heard that you could, but now you can't. And to, unless that's changed what? in the past, you know, several years, it's to my understanding you you cannot.
0: I'm sure something got broken or somebody threw up on something and that got it all taken away.
1: Right. Which is that probably why it's rule number two.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, so this was something that you and I didn't experience, but kind of threw a wrench into everything COVID hit. And so they were doing a lot of remote, like online classes. And then, uh, there was another class that happened to have like black mold that was exposed, which we all (laughs) knew about. We were all like, it's like fucking disgusting, but Oh, no, it was a, it was a gas leak that led to them finding this black mold and testing it. And so all of these uh, these boots were moved off campus and they were like put in dorms.
1: Yeah. Like, so they was had a pretty serious issue because, I mean, it's on the news. You yeah. Can, you can Google it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we had a guy several that,
0: classes after that were babied though, for quite a while.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they were trying not to get sued. I think they're like, hey, yeah, well, <laughs> I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Okay.
0: But yeah, but yeah, you're going to experience a wide group of people. You're going to see some guys that are, you know, they're just there to collect a paycheck. You're going to see some guys and I say guys, obviously I mean guys and girls. Um, but you're going to see some people there that that this is their career field. This is what they have a passion to do. This is what they want to do. You're going to see some people that, like I said before, have no reason being there. They're there for all the wrong reasons. And then you're just going to see some of those weird people, which, Hell, that might have been me for all I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: I was just going to say, you're going to experience a lot of different, you're going to have a lot of different stories, which kind (laughs) of, this was something we had a sergeant at Icarus. I don't know if he told you this, but he always made it a point when people would come back from the academy. He'd say, no one wants to hear your academy story, so shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) Oh, I I know (laughs) who exactly
0: you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) The very first briefing back. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Which was funny because I got, I had already been certified, I got hired from another agency and he told me that and I said, oh no, I, I've i been through the academy, I'm I already working or whatever and he goes, we don't want to hear any fucking jail stories, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to hear yes, any of your shit.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. You know what, better yet, I don't even want to see you. Yeah, you go do something, I don't want to see you for the next eight hours. <laughs> okay. <clears throat>
0: yep, got it. What about, what about you, do you have any good stories coming from the academy?
1: Uh, not you know, not really. I mean, like I said, we were we were pretty well behaved. Uh, we we're you know, yeah. we we were pretty close knit and stuff. So, um, we we did have a kind of an older academy class, I would say, in age. So I think that okay. the, mat- the maturity level was there. Um, the junior class to us, uh, which we'll get into that. Typically, you know, at our academy in Iowa, there's two classes going on at the same time. And one mm-hmm. back when we went through, one was the senior class. The other one was junior class. Now I think they start at the same time. There's a and B or something, but Oh really? I think so. But anyway, uh, the, the junior class to us, and I'm not saying that cause I'm biased. They were a lot younger and a little bit more immature. Um, mm-hmm. obviously they had, they had quality individuals. I'm not saying that they didn't, but there was a, there was some that were there in that class that were headaches for the, uh, the more mature, uh, Recruits at the academy, the boots at the academy. So, um, so yeah, we got to we got to hear all the older guys their stories because they were always hanging out with us, trying to they they would rather have transferred to our class I think than than to remain in that class. But but unfortunately, that doesn't happen. So
0: see, my my class was the senior class, and I think we were the headaches, or at least some of the guys in our class were the headaches.
1: Yeah, you never really know what you're gonna get or <clears throat> who you're gonna get. So
0: we had. We had a couple of guys. I think they might have been enjoying some adult beverages that night, mm-hmm. and they decided to play what what we called the Cuff Wars, which was you threw a pair of handcuffs on the ground, and whoever got the other person at least one handcuff on one And they went through one of the one of the walls in the hallway. Oh yeah, <laughs> like actually, yeah, like actually put a giant hole in it. Had to report that, so we paid for that the next morning. And I bet um, we had so this is, this will open your eyes. If you're, if you're someone who should be in law enforcement, this is, you're doing it for all the right reasons. You're going to see some stuff that's going to make you go. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of those are going to happen on the firing range. Oh yeah. Um, we had, I, I've seen some of the goofiest shit I've ever seen at the Academy. Like, I, like I don't even know how to like quantify. We had one guy who was using a shotgun and, and was shooting into the ground at the twenty-five yard line. Oh my god! Like he was, he was hitting the ground ten yards away. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, he goes, "Oh, the sights must be off." And I'm oh. like, "Hmm, I think maybe that's a negligent discharge. What that was."
1: The, <laughs> the good old sight excuse. Yeah, I think my yeah. sights are off.
0: <laughs> well, then you see the instructor come in and grab it and like shoot perfect one hundred scores and yeah.
1: right. Ain't nothing but. wrong with that gun, there, Bun. There, it's uh. <laughs> no. But then,
0: yes, yeah, so that that kind of brings you on. You have that wider range of of students or boots or whatever you want to call them. You're going to have the same thing for the instructors. At least, at least the flavors that I got were yep kind of all over the place. I don't know how other states do it. They might have their shit squared away, but for us, there was definitely a wider range of of who we had and and the quality of what we had.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: it's a. Uh, um,
1: you never really know what you're gonna get with that, so yeah.
0: Um, uh, so like we we had we had some really good ones. Like I said, that firearms instructor, he was squared away. I think he should have been the director of the entire academy, and I think he just didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've also they're like washouts from the departments they came from and they're just looking to further their career and collect their pension yep. like we had a guy that was in charge of domestic or not domestic assault he was in charge of defensive tactics and he would show up 10 minutes late we'd mess around for like 10-15 minutes and then he'd be like all right go back to the dorms and hide and don't be seen like oh. <laughs> that's one of the most important things we're doing and he's slacking off like just that kind of blew my mind entirely
1: yeah that's not good that's not good for uh it's not good for your development or anybody really but they ended up getting rid of that guy before i got there so the guy we had yeah. was pretty squared away and so but yeah like I, I agree with you with uh the firearms instructor that uh should be the director or should have been the director uh yeah that too political of a position i think for him so well yeah I that was that was something bit. else
0: today. That was something else that I wrote down was that you're going to have some people there that are basically career politicians, and this is another stop for them to, I guess, pad their resume and try to look better for wherever they're looking to go. Right. How yeah. was your How was your uh, your the head of the academy when you were there? I can't remember if it was the same one I had. Was it a female or a male? Female. Was uh, it did she, did she have initials as her first name? I don't know. Like, did she go by her initials, and then a nickname, and then her last name?
1: I don't know that either. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I honestly, I honestly didn't care to concern myself. You know, like honestly, like I was there to do something and just accomplish it and get the fuck out of there. Like, you know, I.
0: Had, well, did so? Did this director teach a class? No. Okay, so then we had different directors entirely. Okay, yeah. So and mine was something else <laughs> oh. like made it a point to re- like teach the report writing class mm-hmm. that we'd have once a week. And the only part of like, the only thing she taught was a spelling test every week. That was it. Oh, great. Yeah.
1: I learned that so. in English class back in high school. But okay. <laughs> Should I learn that back in like kindergarten, English, you know, right. Or, uh, language arts spelling. Got it. <laughs> Something to, something to prep for, I guess that, you know, make sure you're getting physically ready for the physical fitness mm-hmm. of the academy. Cause that is going to be relatively demanding. I mean, it's not like they're going to go out and absolutely slay you, but it, you know, if you're not in, you know, elite level shape, it's going to be a workout, you know, for what it's worth. There are certain instructors that will, will push those a little bit harder than others uh, for obvious reasons. But, uh, but make sure you're prepared physically fitness wise to go, um, you're eating healthy and all that stuff, even though the, the food is not the most healthiest of food choice options that you get.
0: Oh, but. it was, it was garbage. Yeah. Well, but like, yeah, to what you said, I think I'm almost positive. There are like, there's obviously standards to get in, but didn't we have to improve those standards by a certain percent to test out?
1: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make improvement is what it sounded like. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. So if you don't do that, you could spend 10, 12, 35 weeks, whatever it is in an academy and then fail out at the end of it because you didn't improve your physical standards.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I hate to tell some people to start off sandbagging, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, that like sounds just so do the bad. bare minimum. Right. That sounds terrible. But if that's going to be the, I mean, you're going to make improve. You should make improvement anyway. Like I I, right. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody not make improvement, but but I mean I guess if you want like an over you know an abundance of improvement towards your like your difference from when you started to the end, you know if you want to see the greatest growth I guess you know you got to, to put in mm-hmm. quite a bit of work.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think you know sans an injury with the amount of physical fitness they're going to have you doing. I think you're just naturally going to improve no matter what. Right. So it's just something to be prepared for. Don't slack off the entire time. Make sure you're taking it seriously because you don't want to get that close to the end and then fail is what I guess I'm getting at.
1: Yep. Yep. So, nothing Nothing to really be worried about. I mean, there's going to be some good workouts that you're going to do and and you're going to feel accomplished when you're done with them. So mm-hmm. um, kind of a topic I want to talk about is the, uh, the old taser versus... OC debate, which one would you rather have?
0: A <laughs> uh, Taser, 100 times over.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So you get to do that at the Academy as well. So that's something to look forward to. Now there is another debate on whether or not uh, the Academy has become too soft on the newer <laughs> generation with uh, OC in them. And uh, I would have to say yes. I would say that they probably need to take a full on sprayed to the eyes and, and then continue to fight through the pain and issues of the OC, but, uh, that, apparently doesn't happen anymore.
0: <laughs> so, well, yep. So like what Swagger's alluding to there is when he and I went through for like OC certification, you took like a four hour PowerPoint class or whatever it was, and then you'd go outside and you'd literally get sprayed in the eyes with OC and they'd have a little mini, like DT course you'd have to go through and then they'd allow you to wash your eyes out. Mm -hmm. At one point it got like, this is how handholdy we got. It was, they would spray the OC on a paper towel and have the boots pat it on their head, like on their forehead, not their eyes, just on their forehead to experience the burning sensation and then wash it off. I think since then it's gotten a little more intensive. I think they realized how ridiculous that was but I don't think they're getting sprayed directly in the eyes anymore. I think it is still getting sprayed across the forehead, which is going to its going to impact you, but not the same as a full-on exposure.
1: Right. Yeah, I remember um, having to like physically, because did you guys have to do like any like shooting, handgun, after you got sprayed too?
0: No. <clears throat> no, we didn't have the shooting. We just had like the striking a bag and handcuffing and simulating yeah. like we got on the radio.
1: We had a shoot. Our, our handgun, as well, at a target mm-hmm. that was like probably 10 yards, seventeen mm-hmm. yards away. Um, but I was, I remember literally sitting there holding like one of my eyes open to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know, I think you shot a failure drill, maybe. Um, okay. and then you, then you hold, well, I think they actually made you put the gun down. I don't think they made you holster. I think they made you put it down on like something and they only gave you, you know, the three rounds or whatever. And then you ran sure. over and, and then you had to handcuff somebody, and then you could wash off, but the first thing you did after you got sprayed was have the little fighting with the the, the bag or whatever and uh you know fight the guy and then run up and shoot and then go over and and handcuff somebody and wash off but,
0: but well, I think there were some academies that and this might have been the state patrol academy, but they they'll they'll experience o c they'll also experience um CS. Oh God! What am, uh, yeah, CS. Thank you, yeah. CS Gas. Yep. They'll do failure drills. They'll have to tear their gun apart and put it back together. Um, just a lot more intensive than anything even you and I went through. But then at so, the same time, some people are getting their hands held and had safe spaces. And
1: oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you hear about the? Uh, this might have been a rumor, but I heard there was like, like the students were given a yellow card. And if they felt that they were being like their space was being invaded too much, they could pull out the yellow card like in soccer and have a timeout <laughs> or something like that. S- sounds like the Air Force. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what sorry. I heard.
1: All the guys out there that were in the Air Force, we love you. Just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, you know who you are. I'm gonna take a heat one for that. So <laughs> I might have a guy in a ghillie suit what? watching me the next few days.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What was your Taser experience like?
1: Uh, fuck shit! Ouch! Something like that. I think. Yeah.
0: yeah. Did you get the, Did you get the probes or the clips?
1: I got probed. Yeah.
0: Did you? Um, Full five seconds.
1: Yep. They did. I. I want to say he. They. Sh- I. They shot. They put a. They put a handgun out in front of me, like a like a. Uh, uh, I don't. What the fuck are those things called? brain fart now like the
0: like the dummy red guns
1: yeah the dummy red guns there we go thank you yeah they put that out in front of me and tased me and they wanted me to crawl to it to prove a point that i still could you know a taser is only so you know so effective and they wanted to prove a point that you know hey sometimes this isn't the best option you know in hindsight because you know like they're like hey we're gonna tase you i want you to crawl because they knew i was a marine right they were gonna tase Mm -hmm. me and make me do all this stupid shit because they they knew Right off the bat. So they fucking tase me and then they're like yelling at me to crawl to the gun. And I was able to get to it, but it fucking hurt. But it proves the point that just because you tase, some, tase somebody doesn't mean that they're you know, like incapacitated. You know, they can still fucking ride the lightning and get up and fight you. Or be able to still get to a weapon and, and cause you some serious issues. So your taser isn't always the end all. You know, you make sure that you realize that especially at the Academy and, and further down the road and in your career.
0: Yeah. So like my experience, I actually got it um, at the County that I worked for. They put on a jail school before going to the Academy and it saved them, you know, whatever it was like a hundred bucks or whatever to to do it there. But I got the actual gator clips where they clipped it to like my ankle and my hip Mm -hmm. and, and lit me up that way. When I went to the Academy, I got to watch, I got to watch everyone else go through it and, that that girl that I talked about in the other class that put herself through, she paid for it and had a full on fucking mental breakdown. Like students had to like chase her down to make sure she wasn't going to hurt herself. She panicked so much because of it. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, so like when I talk about some of the things you're going to see, you might see something like that. Like it was, it was mind baffling.
1: I, I think I do recall somebody, but it was another female officer that she got tased and i'm pretty sure she like lost bodily function and pissed I herself i have seen a video of that yeah. yeah
0: and like we're like oh shit and she went <laughs> well, Have you seen have you seen the youtube video of it's like a like a montage of all the cops getting tased and like like all the ones that farted because of getting tased
1: yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what, you know what other one's are funny is when like you got the guys that are holding you and you got the guy tasing, and they hit the dudes that aren't even being tased, the guys that, like, are the support, oh. and they hit them. <laughs> I <laughs>
0: thought you were going to say the ones that, like, they forget to grab the guy, and he just fucking uh, face plants.
1: That's pretty funny, too. I saw one where the dude, like, <laughs> went into a drywall and went, like, through it. Oh.
0: Went, oh. Whoops. Well, when I went to the the jail school, we had a guy that was, like like, bodybuilder, like, real real big guy. And so they had the support guys on him, but when he went to get when they tased him, he like instinctively reached down and grabbed this the support guy's hip bone and they all just went to the ground. <laughs> you remember him going, "Oh goddamn." <laughs> and like squeezing the guy and then everyone's on the ground. Sort of a bitch. <laughs> Turns out that fucking hurts. That does not feel good.
1: No, so back to CS uh, CS gas. Had you, ever, I'd been CS gassed prior, obviously in the, in the Marine Corps, um, mm-hmm. with the gas mask training, you know, the, um, you know, the confidence building of your gas mask. Um, mm-hmm. but did you guys do CS gas when you went through?
0: Nope. My first experience okay. was on the team and that was a hell of an experience. i will put it that way. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. We didn't, we didn't have that back in the Academy.
1: So we actually did have to go through, we walked through it, like they popped one, and then we had to walk through it, that was actually the same day and before we got sprayed. So from my understanding, yeah, from my understanding how CS goes is it obviously is going to open your pores. So when we got Mm -hmm. fucking hit with the the OC, that shit fucking really burned, like irritated the skin. And it was a hot ass day. I think it was like July, like middle of July in Iowa, like super hot. Um, and we got, you know, CS and OC on the same damn day. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. was living in like the water fountain. Like I was literally yeah. just soaking in there.
0: Well, I remember kind of panicking cause I'm like, I'm, I'm very, uh, like fair complected. Mm-hmm. Like I sunburn very, very easily. And I got sprayed with one of the instructor sprays, which was like a higher concentration. i I'm pretty sure when he talked about it, he had a hard on whatever, but he hit me with the spray and I couldn't open my one eye for the longest time. I thought he got too close with it because they talk about like in the class that if if you spray a person too close to their eye, it can actually rupture it. And I was like, it was our Friday. We were supposed to go home right afterwards. And I'm like, how am I going to drive home like an hour and a half, two hours away if I can't open my fucking eye? And it took a solid hour, hour and a half before I could finally get to the point where I could see.
1: Oh, so you're the reason why so. they started making the spray happen like midweek?
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. They that. Changed. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. So you're gonna get sprayed. And from my understanding, you're gonna get sprayed. You know, the midweek, so that way they can tend to your, tend to your wounds prior to sending you back in a car. Because that doesn't make a whole <laughs> hell of a lot of sense to spray sure. people and then put them in a car to drive home. I mean.
0: Oh yeah. We had guys see. picking up, picking up handfuls of snow and shoving it in their eyes and. Oh, you were there in the Pretty winter. comical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That would yep. have been nice.
0: <laughs> well, but what's, so what's the worst part of the OC spray? Do you remember? It wasn't, well, getting sprayed sucked. Don't get, that is the worst part. What's the second worst part of the OC spray?
1: When it runs down to your balls and you try to get yep, it Yep. When you
0: take that shower afterwards. Oh yeah. God.
1: Yeah. I Dude, I I knew that that was, obviously I knew that was going to happen. Uh, so I tried to do the, the old way lean, way forward and hover craft type, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it didn't work. It didn't, there's nothing you can do. That's going to prevent it from running down there. So
0: <laughs> I can only imagine what that was like for the, the other sex that had to be terrible.
1: Oh my God, dude. Or erotic. I guess you don't really know.
0: <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna pop smoke for the second time.
1: <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we're
0: running. We're running out of smoke at this point.
1: Oh man. No. Uh, no.
0: I think like the, the one big thing though to take away from this is you're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna get a broad like stroke of knowledge coming from the academy. But I th- what a lot of what you're gonna pick up on is like like book type stuff and maybe maybe like letter of the law type things. Like Mm -hmm. what is the penal code for indecent exposure? And you're going to learn what, like what goes into the elements of that crime, but don't expect to come out of the Academy, whether you're like the worst in the Academy or you're top of the class, thinking that you are ready for the street because FTO is a whole nother, a whole nother world, a whole nother beast that you're going to have to take on and the academy is really just kind of preparing you for FTO. It's not preparing you to be a cop.
1: Yeah, I kind of actually think that it's backwards in just my personal opinion. Like, I really think that all the people that went through FTO that were in my class prior to going to the academy had that mm-hmm. great knowledge that I didn't have at the time uh, because i I didn't go through FTO prior. I literally got hired on, got sent to the academy. So I had no... Other than, like, family, you know, I have a lot of family in law enforcement knowing, like, kind of what they've told stories or kind of understanding, you know, all that. Um, but prior to that, you know, I didn't really – I kind of struggled on the the, education, the educational, I guess, the educational side of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't fail or anything, but, like, it was just – it was more difficult for me to do that than it was to compared to the guys who had been working and been through FTOs already. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that that's, in my opinion, it may be backwards that the state should probably require you to go through field training or at least a portion of your field training first and then do the academy and then maybe come back and finish it. I think that that would probably yeah, I be think a, that, a good setup for everybody.
0: I think that hits it right on the head because I, I think a lot of agencies are concerned that if we put you through FTO and then send you to the academy, you're going to forget a lot of FTO. But... I think like you said, yeah, it is a little backwards and they probably should split it up where you're going through FTO for a little bit, then going to the academy, then finishing on FTO before you hit the street.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a, uh, it would definitely be a benefit for really both parties. I mean, the city, all, all three parties, really the city, the academy and the officer, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because you get that, uh, you get that extra layer of, of experience in there that would help immensely for the development and understanding while you're in the Academy, listening to what they want you to do and actually having like some foundation to understand what they're talking
0: about. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, you know, kind of trying to lump this all together. Like how we talked about how our Academy was probably one of, if not the shortest in the nation, even if you have an entire group of instructors that are all good hearted and there for the right reasons They've got a very limited amount of time to try to teach you all the things you need to know to be prepared for FTO or for the street or however it works out for you. My suggestion, and it would suck because you're going to be away from family a lot more. If you have the option of going to one of those satellite academies, like because you went to the college or going through the main academy, I would go through the main academy. It's already short enough you don't want to short change yourself even more by going to a shorter Academy where you're just kind of, you're on the short end of the stick jumping into your career.
1: Right. Yeah. It's I, I, I'm not trying to knock those Academies, but, but you really should have to go through, you know, the, the main, the main Academy or mm-hmm. at least, at least one of the, one of the other Academies that are going to be substantially longer. Um, yeah, because otherwise I just I don't feel like you're getting enough. but that's just my that's just my opinion, obviously.
0: Well, I you mean know, we make fun of the troopers for, for their academy and making sure their hats are at the right angle and, and knowing how to write every ticket in the book. But at the same time they come out of that academy knowing how to write every ticket in the book. right? And they also, they also have a mindset of handling stuff by themselves because they have to. Oh, yeah. Once they're on the road by themselves, their nearest backup could be 45 minutes away. So it's fun to poke fun at them and their silly little hats that they're supposed to wear even if they go into an active shooter situation. But uh, they definitely have their stuff strapped on a little tighter. And I would say they're steps above everyone else.
1: Yeah, I, I think you would have to agree with that. I mean, you can try to, you know, try to, you know, alpha male this, dick measure it all you want, but 100% of the time I think that what they're doing at their their academy is much more on par with where you need to be at in law enforcement right out of the gate. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things, as they have to be, I mean, because they may be your backup if you're working in a small town, you know, and... yep and uh, you may need their help and their experience and their knowledge that they're kind of just the wealth of uh, that you can use. So, yeah, get to know your state troopers in your, uh, in your area because um, they definitely come back you up and help you.
0: And I would say, and maybe, there, I guess maybe there's rules against it, but, like, I, I don't want to call it a rivalry, but there was definitely, like, no communication between my class and the troopers class that was going on at the same time that's a great time to start to initiate those relationships and those conversations if they allow it. I'm not sure. Um, this is the same, this is the same Academy that wouldn't let their troopers call family for like the first six weeks of the Academy. So I don't know what their rules are like, but if you get the opportunity to, I would definitely suggest start to create those bridges and those connections.
1: Yeah. Or even when you're just, you know, kind of standing out there at the, uh, the Academy, the state Academy that we went to and they're, doing what they're doing at their academy, you know, and you just holler over there, you know, hey, what's your name? And then, you know, they holler back, <laughs> Ezekiel, what's your name? You know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen that video, that shit's fucking funny. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, you Tony. Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I did hear a rumor if there's any Acad- or Iowa-born people listening to this show getting ready to go to the like, Iowa Academy I guess if you're able to steal that flag, the troopers have, you become an automatic legend and they will pay the, <laughs> pay the consequences. Yeah. We were, we were told about that. No one had the balls to try it. Cause I'm, I kind of think those guys would have kicked our asses, but well, apparently
1: they're lucky that they didn't have an academy class going through. And my class went through, cause I would have fucking went and stole that thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think they're supposed to guard it like their hats and their guns. It's, it's something, it's crazy.
1: Oh, well, I would have done some, you know, secret squirrel shit and fucking snuck up right behind them. <laughs>
0: the ninja's you here. Take from, <laughs> you take it from them while they're in the middle of a run running with it and you yeah. just sprint off into the woods. Nah! <laughs> Catch me what if you can. <laughs> Who's that? That's the captain of the first ever Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> fuck you, Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it's all good fun. Everybody, nobody get their panties in a bunch. We love the stage. Or troopers. get any bones broken? Yeah, yeah. So they talk shit back. It's fun. It's a good time.
0: <laughs> so,
1: but yeah, man. Well, what else you got? Any else for uh, this, <sighs> dude, that, the academy?
0: Just uh, be prepared to have. I mean, it's it's gonna suck. You're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy every minute that you're there. You're going to be homesick, especially if you've got a wife and or kids, you're going to miss them like crazy, Mm -hmm. but you just got to push yourself. Make sure you've got a good relationship with them. Make sure you're taking the time to call them when you can. Mm -hmm. It's going to go towards your mental health and their mental health. Um, I, I guess my experience, it was not fun the 14 weeks that I was there, but it wasn't the worst thing I've experienced in my life either. So,
1: right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, make sure that you make it a point to become friends with the people of your class. Uh, cause they'll make mm-hmm. it go a lot easier for you to, uh, if you're hanging out. Um, but yeah, make sure you're calling home, talking to your kids, talking to your wife. Um, I would say, you know, make sure that you know what you're getting into and your family's getting into prior to, you know, t- you know, taking on this endeavor uh, cause it is a lot of time away from your family, a lot of time away from your kids. And it kind of all starts right there at the Academy when you're, you're gone. Now the positive yep. to the Iowa Academy is you get to go home on the weekends. There's yeah. that positive. There are other academies where you don't, you don't get to go home at all. Or like in boot camp, you know, you don't get to go home at all. And the best you get to do is like snail mail, right home, you know, where that in the, in law enforcement Academy, you actually get to you know, go home and see your family on the weekends and, and hang out, get a little break.
0: Yeah. My experience it, well, it really sucked because like, it didn't seem to matter what day I chose to go back to the Academy. We had a fucking blizzard like every week it was a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And then it was the same way coming home, like white knuckle driving the whole way. It, yeah. That part of it sucked. Cause I, like I said, I was like an hour and a half, two hours away, but again, looking back at it, it's over now and you're on to the next chapter.
1: Yeah, you'll get through it. Nothing to really concern yourself with. Just keep your head down and be good. Don't fuck up and do something stupid. But yeah, you'll get through it. There's no no real worries from uh from my perspective for really a, a whole lot of people, so
0: yeah. Well, if uh if there's anything that we missed, if there's anything you'd like to know, obviously go over to the www.spinningourgears.com and send us an email if you've got any questions. We'll either reach back out to you through email, or if there's enough of them that come in, we'll maybe do a second episode on the Academy. I hope that you guys learned a lot or at least pick something up. Maybe had a good time, had a chuckle. Yeah, I guess (laughs) I got nothing else when it comes to the Academy.
1: I got nothing else as well. I'm uh, pretty excited to, uh, to release this episode and hopefully this helps, uh, some rookies out understand kind of where they're going and what they're going to do at the Academy and hopefully it doesn't scare anybody. (laughs) It might, I guess. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we got guys putting in their resignation letters like Good. right now.
1: Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? Well, I guess there's...
0: <laughs> there's... I listened to Turk and Swagger. I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> God. Can't get people to go to the Academy. Can't get people to hire.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if we made that mention, but we have expunged our entire list for Superfan. No one worked out, so... Damn it. We're going to have to have another application process.
1: Can we find a certified guy or two? Be good? <laughs>
0: well, we don't have any hiring bonuses, but that would be great. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think we should like try to pull some money together and offer like a 20 K signing bonus. That's just my opinion. 20 K Yeah. 20 K. That's where it's going. That's that's what's happening nowadays. I was pit. thinking maybe a 20 pack of beer because I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not paying it. I'm saying we pull our money together. Like somebody else oh, pulls their money. I'm not doing oh, it.
0: Like oh. Fa- pay- okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: They pay us the 20K and then we can either give it out or not. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> on that note, if you want to apply to be a super fan
1: <laughs> or give us $20,000, I,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I can't guarantee you any money, but. We have the website, www.spinningourgears.com. Make sure to check out Emery Heart Designs as well as Double Tap Designs on Etsy. We've got stickers and koozies in full force. And then please do us a favor and go over to risenwarriorcoffee.com. Show them some love. Like we said before, Turk and Swagger gets you 10% off your first order.
1: Let's go. Get that 10%, everybody.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited.
1: I hope they're doing well. I, I know that that's a, a wonderful company. Uh, obviously, I've done some great research on them and... Um, and then have obviously tried their coffee, which is delicious. And I'm like one of the, I'm not a first time coffee drinker, but I'm like really early in the infant stages of drinking coffee. It's a wonderful coffee. (laughs) So, so make sure you get out there and check that out. And we appreciate everything they've done for us and in our website and, and so forth. And don't scare me like that again, Turk, because (laughs) not cool, man. Not cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, have some coffee and. Just chill out.
1: I about jumped through my computer, just to (laughs) yeah. What are you talking about? So
0: I would I wouldn't do that to you. I'd let you know beforehand.
1: I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, stay safe, and we'll get this together. Have a good one mm mm-hmm.